And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Conquest Cross. This is Matt here, along with Dina. And week two of the season, week two, um, felt like, well, week one was just last week, but it, it felt like the season dropped, you know, the, the off-season dropped on pretty slow. Now we're flying through the week. Um, we're flying through the week. Coming up this week, we have Stanford, the Stanford Cardinal come to town for the annual uh, season opener between the two programs. Historic, you know, had some historic clashes through the um, through the years, and now these two teams they're going to go at it again. Um, going to be an interesting game. So let's go ahead, let's jump to it. Dina, how how are you doing? How are you recovering from last weekend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, last weekend, last, it was good. It just, it was, you know, everyone knows how frustrating it, it was and especially with JT going down, but I'm, I am excited. I'm very excited for Keaton Slovis. Yeah, it was, uh, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table too, especially it's going to be a stiff test against, um, against Stanford. Stanford, they have a, a really decent defense, um, held Northwestern to seven points. Although Northwestern don't have the most prolific deep or offense out there, but Keaton Slovis actually he looked uh, he didn't look too bad, didn't look too bad. Um, but now we get to see what he can do for the Trojans moving on uh, and moving forward. I know, I know um, Dina and I were at the game, so we saw it from a different standpoint. We had our initial reactions. We had our initial reactions to it, um, although we had some people, we had a guy behind us who really was bugging the mess out of me. <laughs> he was. He was, uh, well, he was just, he was just being loud and obnoxious. <laughs> according to him, Dina, I didn't see all of last season. <laughs> he asked us if we saw last season. I'm sitting there, I'm like. Yeah, I was. He asked me specifically. He's like, "Did you watch this team last season?" I was like, "Uh, yeah." I'm like, "Why would I be here if I didn't watch this team last season?" Yeah. For why real. would Why would I be sitting here? You know, I guess he was getting upset about Ben Griffith. Um, and what it turned out with Ben Griffith uh, from that game was that it was actually the game plan. It wasn't that he was bad? It was actually the game plan. So he was. So he was basically coached to not kick the ball out the stadium, as we were hearing. So uh, apparently that was part of the game plan. Yeah, I don't know why that would be, though. It's kind of weird. I guess it is, but I don't know if it's because Fresno State's uh, return guy was what it was, or I don't know what it was, but I guess it was because of where they were positioned, because USC was actually moving the ball. They were actually moving the ball not that bad. Even with Slovis in the game, they were moving the ball pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Keaton, I mean, Keaton really only had that one bad throw when him and Michael Pittman were off, were not on the same page. Right. <clears throat> um, but yeah, but for the most part, I mean, they ran the ball with him in, with him when he came into the game. Um, he think I think the offense was was a lot better than last season. Um, I think they showed improvement there. I think 
you know, it's not the offense that worries me. It's kind of the defense that is going to worry me this this season. Mhm. Um, I would say the offense was more of you kind of knew it. You knew it was going to move the ball. Yeah, I think the offense, as long as we can, you know, not go three and out. Um, you know, more more often than when we than we convert. We had a lot of three and outs. We did have a lot of three and outs um, towards the end of the game. <clears throat> we did. Yeah, USC did. And I honestly think, as you mentioned, I don't think if you look at it again, if you watch it again, I don't think the offense did bad. I think no, I don't they think they were bad. Off. They I just didn't finish. They yeah, they didn't capitalize on some. You know, we could have been up like 28, um, 28, what, what, what was Fresno State score at half, like, 14 or 7? Uh, no, it was, I want to say it was like 6 or something like that. It wasn't, it was Yeah, we could have been up um, by a few, a, few touch, a few more touchdowns for sure at halftime. Um, you know, we left some points on the board. Um, and it was, it was like, and it was the thing I think that also hurt them. Although USC committed only four penalties. The, it was the dumb penalties. Excuse me. It was the penalties that wiped away the big plays. Yeah, we we didn't and and uh, we didn't commit that many. We had like what four for thirty two yards or something like that. Um, yeah. And it made it seem like we had a lot. Was the refs kept stopping the game? Like what that whole entire first half? It was like every other drive was a penalty. I think the refs made it look worse than it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, the the first half lasted two hours. <laughs> mm. We didn't get out the Coliseum until three old. hours. Did the first quarter last now? The first quarter lasted an hour, or like no. an hour and a half. It did, and we didn't get out the Coliseum till twelve. About just about twelve. Yeah, we got out. Yeah, we got out pretty late. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 impressed. I was happy with the offensive line. Um, you know, it's it's. You know, people I've seen on Twitter, people, someone said how, you know, someone said how they were impressed with the offensive line, and then someone else tweeted how well they let they let uh, Fresno State fall on JT, but it's not their fault. I mean, well, anyone anyone who blames the offensive line for his injuries. It was, it was a freak thing. Here's the thing that people got to understand with that. It was a freak thing. So it was one of those things where you don't expect it to happen. You know, the line have played outstanding outside of that point. Right. That was really, that like, the happened. first time he had been sacked. Yes. The whole game. How many sacks did they give? I don't – I only think they – they didn't give up many sacks. No, I don't think – I don't – because he – and JT was very mobile this uh, – compared to last year. I mean, he came out the gate. He was evading. We were t- we were joking around, like, oh, Sam? <laughs> Sam is yeah. that you? Because he was evading a lot of sacks, so yeah. With the so with this game now we we're we're past this game, we're and we're looking at um you know we're we're past this game we're looking at the upcoming game against Stanford a big game, um a, a, usually an early critical game for USC they come to the Coliseum however Stanford comes into the Coliseum limping. 
They lost their starting tackle and and Walker Little. They're all Pac-12. Actually, they're all Pac-12. They're all Pac-12 starting tackle and Walker Little. And they also lose KJ Costello. But I think losing Walker Little is actually the biggest, the bigger blow than losing Costello. But they're both, uh, they, they, it's both a, a blow to them. Um, so they're without him. They're going to be without him. But goodness, it's, it's like, it's a battle of the backups right now, right now. What can you expect from Stanford? Uh, coming, coming yeah. into the game. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, I don't know. I'm not, I've never been high on KJ Costello, so I'm kind of worried actually facing Davis Mills just because I've heard, I've only heard good things about him. He was a very, I think he was a five-star recruit, four or five-star recruit. Um, yeah. um, you know, they lost some key players to the draft. JJ Arcega Whiteside, um, you know, Sean Barton, their line, inside linebacker. But, um, you know, I think it's still going to be physical just because their tackle and and quarterback is out. I think it's still going to be a physical game. I think it's still going to be close. I don't think anyone's going to blow either team out. Right. Um, you know, they were <clears> – their special teams last year was pretty good. Um, they created good field, field position. Um, you know, their uh, field position margin was um, – plus 4.6 yards per drive. So that was the best in the Pac-12 and 16th in, in FBS. So they have a good special teams. Um, you know, they they don't have a – not that I, I don't think they have really a big name back this year, not like Bryce Love uh, for the past couple of years. Um, they, have, um, they have Cameron Scarlett, who's pretty um, good in between the tackles. He may not be a Heisman guy, but he's the – the prototypical Stanford bat. Uh, who else? Let's see. I mean, if you think about it, and here's something that, um, and you mentioned this, and you mentioned this, Dina, earlier. You just mentioned it, actually. It's worrisome because you think about the backup quarterback, and you're like, crap. You, know, you don't really know how to prepare for him because he's never seen him. So that's what kind of scares me. But you can say the same thing about here, – and here's the thing. You can say the same thing about Keaton – excuse me. You can say the same thing about Keaton Slovis. Right. You can, right. But our defense is what worries me. Right. And I'm not worried about the defense going up the – like going north and south. I'm not so much worried about that. I'm worried about the defense going east and west. Because that's right. where Fresno State exploited yeah, Trojans. Yeah, a lot of reverses, and I think they're gonna. And I think a lot of you're gonna see a lot of reverses because if you really think about it, are they really gonna let Davis Mills? Are they really gonna go with? Oh, we're gonna air it out with Davis Mills. Do you really think that with young receivers too? No, and, and, you, and you're missing, and you're missing your tackle. Against against that front seven against USC's front seven. Yeah, and luckily Davis Mills isn't a dual threat <laughs> like uh, like Fresno mm-hmm. State's was. Yeah, because he kept. I swear, they made him. They made George. We could have had so many sacks last 
uh, last week if we had just, you know, managed to tame him. They made George Reyna look like a freaking um, – they made him look like Vince Young or, or, or yeah. Sam Darnold himself. <clears throat> but Mills, I don't think Mills is a dual threat. No, he's not. He he's he's a pro style quarterback. Um, so if so if USC can get pressure, and that's what it boils down to, USC has to get pressure. Yeah, they have to get pressure. They have to make Davis Mills make mistakes, and it shouldn't be too hard with his this being his first start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's just going to come down to who protects the ball better because we did give it up uh, a lot last week. Um, How many times did USC turn the ball over? What like what was the final count on turnovers? I don't think it was that much. It seemed like it was. Let me see. Cause I know the two picks. Oh, it was three. USC I think turned the ball over three times because Tyler Vaughn's had a fumble and the two interceptions, the one by um, Daniels and the one by Slovis. Oh no! Dan- four four turnovers. I, I was going to say, Daniels. it seemed like Vaughn's. Daniels actually, when Daniels got injured, he fumbled the ball. Yeah. But Daniels, but with Daniels, and that's kind of hard to sit there and to really. It's a turnover. Don't get me wrong, but you can't really fault Daniels because your knee is going the other way, your leg is going the other way, and you're tearing your your ACL. Right. So with that amount of pain, really you. You'd sit there and you would think, oh, he's not, you know, why would he fumble the ball? Well, you try holding on to the ball and getting, you know, and, and getting hit like that. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when we play Stanford, it's who's more physical. I think this week it's going to be who protects the ball more. Yeah. Better. Yeah, that's what I think too. I, I honestly think that I, I, I truly believe this is going to be a very close game. This is going to be a really close game. And I I think <clears throat> this is what I think it boils down to because USC is very pass-happy. We all know that. USC is a pass-happy offense now. Um, as much as people wanted USC to balance the game out and do all of that, as much as what they wanted USC to do that, this is an air raid. This is a pass-happy offense. So this is what we're going to see. Yeah, uh, I, I do want to see more Amon Ross St. Brown and more Michael Pittman targets. Actually, I really want to see Muneer McClain. I do, too. I he, he was in the game, but he didn't get any targets. Yeah, I I, I want to see that. And I, I, I do want to see Marquis Stepp. I think, uh, think he could. I think he could open up some <clears throat> some holes for us. Yes, and I, and I was I was confused why we didn't see much of him. Like I I didn't understand why we didn't see much of of uh, of Marquis Step. I think it's just he because was, Carr and Malapai were set they were on fire. So I mean, there's no reason. Yeah, you can't take the ball out of their hand <laughs> and go with a three back rotate. I mean, if one of them's not going, we could see it, but I want to see Step on the goal line. I want to see he because he's such a big kid. Yes, I would love to see that. But I, I guess with Malapai, how the way he was running too, 
And Carr, Carr looked very good. Though I did say Stephen Carr is giving off some very Reggie Bush vibes in this game <laughs> right now. Yeah, he was very evasive. He was making people miss. Like, he made yeah. so many people miss. You, you, it was surprising because he stopped on a dime and somebody fell and he was gone. Like, that's what you want to see. And that's what we've been wanting to see from Carr. I right. know people are wanting to see the big runs, the long runs and everything. But that's what you want to see from Carr. If he's making people miss, he's getting extra yards that way. He's already elusive enough. Right. Uh, he, he he is slippery and, and elusive enough to where you're like, hold on, oh, whoa, whoa, you know. Um, but Yeah, for the first time since the Dory Jackson, I've, I was impressed with our kick returns. Yes. Matter of fact. Wasn't that kick return, and I meant to ask you, wasn't that kick return the first since Adore? Was it like the first since Adore Jackson? I don't know. Wasn't that. that the first kick return since 2016? Because nobody returned a kick in 20, um, no, we didn't have a kick return in 2017, didn't we? I don't know. I want to say that's the first kick return since 2016. Since Adoree Jackson did it against Notre Dame, I don't think yeah, Bellis Jones return- was really comfortable in that role. I agree. I I one hundred percent agree on that. I one hundred and fifty percent. Well, I'm really going out of out of bounds saying one hundred and fifty, but you get the point. <laughs> I agree with it one hundred percent, but. Um, in your opinion, Dina, what are some keys to the game for USC, and and uh, who do you think wins this game? I think keys to the game for sure. You got to protect the football. Um, I think USC is going to need its veteran receivers to step up and make plays. I think you know, especially with the true freshman starting quarterback, he's going to need Michael Pittman and Tyler Vons to to go up and get some balls. Um, and as for the defense, I think we just got to protect <laughs> protect people from escaping. Like you said, yes. it's the east and west that's that's worrying worrying with them. Um, you know, they did they did pretty good st- stuffing the run up the middle, but when it got to the outside, that's where they that's where they uh, scared me. <laughs> I agree a lot, a lot. Um, I think. I think it boils down to, as you said it, I think it boils down to, trying to think. It boils down to to, to putting pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to put pressure on the quarterback and force him to make mistakes or rattle him. You rattle him, then that's where. This could, every, yeah, this could be Drake Jackson's real moment to shine. Exactly. This could be his breakout game. But it also, they're going to have to stop the run, too. Right. They have to stop the run because Stanford's going to rely on that run with a new quarterback. They're going right. to they're going to rely on the run a lot. They're going to rely on the run game. So they're going to have to contain the running game. They're going to have to make sure it slow down the run game a lot. Mm-hmm. Slow down Cameron Scarlett. Make sure he don't get off. Make sure they don't move the ball like that. And then when they score, they're going to have to finish drives and they're going to have to get up on Stanford. They can get up on Stanford. They can end this game very, you know, very. Uh, how can I put it? 
they're gonna have to get on. They're gonna have to get up on them very soon. Yeah, yeah. USC can't afford to. What's it called? They can't afford to leave it to the last minute. <laughs> yes, I they, think that's they what need... they did. That's what they did against Fresno State. Right, um, and they they, they did that all last year the too. Game. They wouldn't put. They need to put the teams away. And we had a chance last week, and we didn't do it. And it's going to be harder this week just because it's Stanford. Um, you know, they just got to be physical and keep their foot on the gas pedal. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, there's really there's really no reason why we can't win this game or why we shouldn't. We're at home. You know, Stanford has its own backup quarterback in. Um, we have the better receivers, the veteran receivers. You know, the only thing that that's not in our favor really is, you know, our young defense. But And that's what uh, scares and that's what scares me is that is the defense. Though the defense is young that's what it is. Yeah, I don't I think this this is going to be one of the easier Stanford USC matchups. I wouldn't say easy because every the every time I think USC should win by three scores or more, <laughs> every time I think USC should to to win by three scores or more, they tend to be in a dog fight. And every time I think USC loses is going to lose to Stanford, they tend to surprise me. So I don't I don't know. Uh, score prediction, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2017 USC. Um, excuse me, 20, hmm, let me see. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 20... 24, I'm going to say 24-27 Stanford. I I just don't see, and granted, USC should win this. They should. But every time we say they should do something, like USC should have blown out Fresno State, Mm -hmm. but they did. I just feel USC, I don't trust the defense enough. There's enough, like, looking at that game, there's not enough for me to trust. There's not enough for me to trust USC against a Stanford team who is really well coached. And I think it's going to boil down to defense. It's going to boil down to what the defense do. I think this is, I want to say this game is going to be lower scoring, but it's not going to be a 17 to 3, a 17 to 3 game like last year. Right. And not to mention every time Every time a USC player has their debut game against Stanford, it doesn't go well. I don't know why, but I think Keaton is different. I think Keaton will have his moment, but I I just think Stanford will prepare will will prepare well, even though they don't they don't do well against the air raid. That's another thing we got to look at. They stroke they. Yeah, that too. But they do not do well against the air raid at all. They they do not perform well well against the air raid. 
So I think this is where, I think this is where we will see USC will move the ball, but how many times will they shoot themselves in the foot? It's just going to boil down to whose defense can make a stop. Mm-hmm. I trust D, and, and to be honest, although I haven't seen Stanford's defense, I trust them a whole heck of a lot more than I do our own defense, than I do USC's defense. So I think that's where the edge is. It, it, I give the edge to Stanford. Right, yeah. I can. I do give them the defensive edge as well. Though I think Pendergast will dial up something to, to put pressure on the quarterback and to stop that run game. I do think it's, that's going to happen. I do think we'll see that. And if they do, and if they do, then USC should have no issue winning this game. If they can, if USC can win this game, they go 2-0 and going into BYU. And we've seen BYU. We've- BYU has a solid, a solid-ish defense. It's their, it's their quarterback that's going to hopefully give us the edge. Who throws like Uncle Rico. <laughs> yeah, he's very careless. He he is careless with the ball. I am he 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 is giving me vibes of uh, that I just don't like. But I mean, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, quick picks before before we call it a day because we didn't get any questions. So I want to make some quick predictions. Last week, how were we last week, honestly? We weren't that bad last week, were we? No, I don't think so. Um, I think the only thing we didn't – I obviously, I got the USC scores 50 points wrong. Yeah, that was you, super – uh, you, you, uh, you were wrong about UCLA, too. Oh, yeah, I did say UCLA. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so wrong on that one. Chip Kelly stealing people's money. Uh, all right, so we have games here. We're not gonna go. We're, we're let's skip like Utah and San Diego State. Right, we're right. Skip those games. Northern Colorado and Washington State. So we, of course, we just picked USC Stanford. I think which is the better game on the uh in on in the slate on the Pac-12. Nebraska and Colorado game is at Boulder. Colorado won that game, I believe, handedly over Nebraska. Game is in Boulder, old Big 8, Big 12 rivalry uh, between the two. Who wins out between Nebraska and Colorado? Last year, was Adrian Martinez not in when they played? I don't think he was. Yeah, I'm going to take Nebraska. I've never been high on Colorado, and I never will be high on Colorado. But, um, yeah, I'm taking Nebraska, I think. Martinez is impressive, and down the stretch uh, last season, they really improved. I got Colorado. I got uh, not Colorado. I got Nebraska. Um, I'm going to go with Nebraska. Wouldn't be shocked if Colorado wins. The game is in Boulder. However, I, I, um, Nebraska, I believe is better this year, better than last year. Uh, they're, you know, with especially with Scott Frost, he's going to turn that thing around at Nebraska. I go Nebraska by two scores. Mm. Next game, we got Nevada and Oregon. Uh, game is in Austin. Oregon coming off the loss against Auburn. Against how the heck they lost that game, I don't know. But, but um, <laughs> coming off a loss against Auburn, 
uh, Nevada one and zero after after nailing a game winning kick uh, to win their game against who, Purdue. Uh, uh, yeah, against Purdue. Who who do you have in that, that one? I think Oregon. I don't think Nevada has <clears throat> has a chance. I got Oregon big. Yeah. Oregon. Oregon covers. Oregon's a, a, is a 24-point favorite. I think Oregon covers. Um, next game, Cal at Washington. This is a rematch of last year's uh, game that uh, that took place out at Cal. That took place at Cal in Berkeley. Uh, Cal won that game. They upset Washington. And a game I was at, actually. I was at that game where they upset the Bears. Um Washington's favored by three by thirteen and a half. Game is in, in is in Seattle. Who do you have in that one? I think I'm taking Washington. I think the you know the the uh, Washington by thirteen and a half is pretty accurate. I got UW. Uh, this is gonna be tough because Cal got a, actually got a decent secondary. Cal has one of the best secondaries in the Pac-12. But, I'm gonna go Washington. I don't think Washington covers. I think Washington wins by 10. Because I do think that secondary might give them fits. So I'm gonna go Washington by, by, by 10, by two scores. Washington by, wins by 10. And then, last but not least, Oregon State at Hawaii. Hawaii already beat a Pac-12 school in, in Arizona. Uh, they stopped Cleo Tate, who almost got in the end zone scrambling. Now they play another bottom, I guess you could say bottom-feeding uh, Pac-12 team in Oregon State, who lost to who's, the Cowboys. Who's, who's starting for Hawaii? Is uh, it uh, Cole yeah. McDonald, or is it uh, the guy who, his backup that came in? That is a Do I have no clue. That is a great question. Either way, I think it's I think Hawaii's going to win this one. Um, I think it's a, they have a better chance if they start the backup though. I was very impressed by him. I'm going with the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii <laughs> at Aloha Stadium. Uh, I I think they beat another Pac-12 school, and after they beat this Pac-12 school. They send an application to join the Pac-12, <laughs> and then we uh we get we get two teams, we get two teams in the Pac-12. Let's get Boise State and Hawaii, so we can have our annual trips to Hawaii. What about I don't think what about? Complain about that. What about let's take the biggest game of the week, LSU at Texas. Oh, you're unfair on that one because I <laughs> cannot pick that. I I don't know who to pick. Oddly enough, I wanted to go to this game, but I saw ticket prices and I'm like, yeah, me too. Um, I'm very impressed with Texas. I think they're going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think they're going to win. I am very high on Sam Ellinger, and I'm very, um, you know, he he does the same thing to a team that Sam Darnold did. He's he's very similar. Um. I'm not as high on Texas as you are, believe it or not. I honestly believe Texas is, in my opinion, I think Texas is overrated. (laughs) However, I'm not as high on LSU either. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow's overrated. So, 
there's got to be a conclusion here. I'm going to go with LSU. I think LSU goes into Austin and and beats Texas by uh, by a touchdown. I think it's going to be a close game. Low. I don't think it's going to be low. You know what? I'm not going to say it's low scoring, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I, I I think I don't think it's going to be low scoring. If I had to pick, I think it it's going to be um, on the high scoring side, just because. Yes. Um, you know, Sam Ellinger is such a good dual threat. Yeah. Sam Ellinger can play. Don't get me wrong. He can play. I just don't think – I think Texas ends up losing this game. But Texas in big game, especially under Tom Herman, it's, uh, it's no joke. <laughs> so that's why Tom Herman may shut me up, right? I thought USC would beat Texas last year in Texas, and that didn't play out well. But um, other than that, that will be all for us this uh, for for this episode. Make sure you guys take a listen to us on um, you take a listen to us on Spotify or on Spotify or Apple or uh, Apple Podcast. What is it? Apple. It's podcast. It's called yeah. podcast. Apple Podcasts or Google Play, or you can listen to us on Megaphone. Follow us on Twitter at C Chronicles SBN. You can also follow me on Twitter at Matt A Lowry. You can follow me at Always Compete. And uh, enjoy the game this uh, this weekend. Fight on, everybody! Fight on. the heck is it?